0: It would be cool if we came together, like uh, Mackenzie said, we're gonna be coming together uh, every week through the month of April while we're waiting uh, for the stay-at-home order to be lifted. I hope all of you are safe. Uh, I trust all of you are doing well. And um, we're just gonna take some time and get into um, something I think is really significant that that we need to take a look at. And it's the three things that Jesus did when, when, when he went to the cross and died and rose again. And um, I want to take some time just to look at that. What does that look like? What does that mean? You know, uh, how does that change our lives? How does that change the way we think? How does it change the way we act? Uh, it should change everything about us. Our thinking, our actions, our words. Everything changes when Jesus comes into your life. When I was a 16 year old kid, um, I was a, a, always, always raised in a Christian home, but um, I never truly had my own relationship with Jesus till I had an experience where I experienced God for myself. I mean, real deal, me and Jesus. We expe- I had this experience with Him that I knew, that I knew, that I knew that God was real, Jesus was real, and the Holy Spirit was real. And that experience coupled with experiences after that have completely changed my life and I know it's changed your life. But the three things that we need to look at today that I think will make a difference in your life is first, what are the things that Jesus did to change our lives, to change this life? The first thing that Jesus did was he shed his blood. Now I know I'm preaching to the choir because everyone likes, okay, we all know that Jesus shed his blood. But this is interesting. In Romans 5, 9, it says this, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath or anger through him. As we put our trust and faith in the blood of Jesus, we are saved from God's wrath toward our sin. Now, this is just the beginning of what Jesus has done for us, okay? Most believers kind of just stop there with this understanding. God's mad, but I'm hiding behind the blood. (laughs) God's mad still, and he doesn't like sin, and he hates sin, but I'm standing behind the blood. And the truth of the matter is, is when God did what he did in Christ Jesus, he wasn't mad, and he sure isn't mad anymore, and he's not mad at you. But most believers live a life thinking that God's mad and thank God for Jesus. Well, thank God for Jesus, but God is not mad at you anymore. God is not mad at you any longer. And I'm so thankful for that today. Most believers just stop there, but we got to understand God's not angry at us anymore. Because of the blood of Jesus, we're saved from eternal damnation and I'm going to heaven. But it's so much more than just that. Because of Jesus' blood, we're saved and going to heaven. God is still keeping track of my sin, but I'm not going to hell. Do you know that your sin is not something that God is tracking every jot and tittle of anymore? That was all paid for by the blood of Jesus and when Jesus died for us. Your sin, past, present, and future, was forgiven when Jesus shed his blood and died for our sins. We need to understand that. We need to recognize that. We need to we need to rejoice in that. We need to celebrate the fact that because Jesus shed his blood it gave us something that was incredible and it's called this wonderful thing called forgiveness. But understand that God is not angry at you. Most people think, well, God's holy and he's still angry at all the sin. He's not. God is not angry at you. It's the sin quotient has been absolutely taken care of God's wrath and anger towards sin was absolutely taken care of in Christ Jesus the truth of salvation however lies within two words in this verse number one is justified that word means to be put right with to vindicate declare righteous cause one to be in a right relation show to be right demonstrate to something is morally just acquit remove guilt, set free, I love this, clear of transgression. The Bible says that we are justified because of Jesus' blood. What that actually means is we are put right with and declared righteous and caused to be in right relationship with our heavenly father. That was all done through the blood of Jesus Christ. And this is the first thing that he did for us. Another word in this, in this uh, uh, verse that I wanna bring to your attention is we've been um, saved or rescued from danger, saved or delivered into divine salvation. When we accepted and received the blood of Jesus, it delivered us from here into divine salvation, into this great work of salvation that Jesus bought for you and for me. The second step is Jesus died. It wasn't enough for Jesus to shed his blood. He also had to die in our place. He had to pay the price of death in our place. Matthew 27, 46 through 50 says this. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of those who stood there when they heard that said, this man is calling for Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, let him alone. Let's see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit, gave his life over for you and for me. Jesus experienced for the first time in his life separation from the Father, just like you were separated from your Father. He died and descended to the lower parts of the earth and so you don't have to, so you didn't have to. Jesus died and took our place, paid the price for our sins so that you and me could live a life free from a separation from God, but now we have this righteous, wonderful standing with the Father that we can stand before him just as if we'd never, ever sinned. And I am so thankful that even when I blow it, when I make a mistake, the Father doesn't separate from me. The Father pulls us in closer. I pray that God pulls you in closer. I pray he pulls you in closer this year. I pray that this time now that you've been kind of quarantined at home, that you've looked at it differently and looked at it maybe as a little bit of a sabbatical for your life. Um, and and I, I could already hear some of the thoughts going through your head. Yeah, you come and live at my house and pay my bills. you know. Or man, this has been really difficult. Man, I, I get it. I get it. I know I've, I've, I've walked with a lot of people, some people we've Uh, been able to help uh, that have financial troubles. Your faithful giving has allowed us as a church to help some that are in need. We're so thankful for that. But I believe that Jesus, for the first time, experienced separation from his father. And that had to have been the worst part of dying and suffering what he did. The separation that he felt, the separation that he had from his heavenly father. Jesus experienced separation from the father, died and descended so that you and I don't have to. His death finished the price being paid for our sin. You know, so many of us think that there's a price to pay for sin. You know, there's still a price to pay. You know, if you're not sorry enough, you really shouldn't come before God and tell him that you blew it and made a mistake. Well, as far as I can tell, my sins passed present and future have already been forgiven in Christ Jesus. So when you step out and you make a mistake, you blow it, or you even willfully choose to blow it, the Bible says that God has already forgiven you. So the way I come to the, to the Father now is completely different than it used to be. The way that I come to the Father now is not with my head um, in my hands or my tail between my legs, so to speak, and cringing and lower like I've blown it, I come to the Father and say, Father, I'm here and I blew it, but I thank you that you forgive me. And I just make sure that I come to him knowing that I can ask for forgiveness and the Father absolutely and totally has already forgiven your sin. If you're you're happy about that, could you say amen or a beep beep? Love it, love it. John 19.30 says this, so, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished, bowed his head, and gave up his spirit. Jesus paid the complete price for us spirit, soul, and body, past, present, and future. Jesus paid the price for you and me spirit, soul, and body. If you're suffering in any of those three, Jesus paid the price so that you could have God's goodness, so that you could have God's favor, so that you could come before your heavenly father, even when you've blown it with arms open wide and your father accepts you and loves you. I, I just want us to remember that today. I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir again, but because I'm, I'm telling you a lot of things that you've heard before, but I pray that today it would be more real to you than when you drove up today. I pray that that revelation of who Jesus is and what he's done for you would rise up on the inside of you the next time that you blow it and you realize you get this sense of security and this this sense of a love that's wrapped itself around you saying, I've paid the price. You don't have to be ashamed anymore. I wanna really encourage you to do that. Jesus paid that price and it wasn't enough to shed his blood. It would actually cost him his very life. Mark 10 45 says, for even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give a life and give his life a ransom for many. That word ransom there actually means the price of release for someone under the control of another. The price to be released from someone who is under the control of another. What is that another for you? Was it addiction Was it a a life that you were constantly angry and you didn't even know why, but your your temper just flared all the time? What is it that you came to God with that he has completely released you from the control of that over here to live a life free from that life of bondage and sin? Whatever it is, whatever that Jesus uh, has released you from, today is the day that we're celebrating that. Today is the day that we're thanking God that not only did Jesus shed his blood, but he died for us, feeling the shame and the separation from his heavenly father so that you don't have to feel that way. Yeah, but Pastor John, I got to be honest with you. When I blow it, when I sin, when I make a mistake, I feel far from God. God didn't go anywhere, He didn't go anywhere. When you blow it or you make a mistake, he doesn't turn his back on you like he did Jesus when he had the sin of the world on him. He doesn't do that. His arms are open wide and he wants to have a relationship with you right where you're at. Right here with what you're going through. Jesus wants to have that relation relationship right in the middle of wherever it is. See, God didn't ask us to come to him after we get ourselves cleaned up. No, he said, come to me just as you are. And I really believe we can do that today. So if I can just burn one big thing into your heart today, God's not mad. He's not freaked out because you blew it or you sinned. He's just trying to get you to the point where you acknowledge it, thank him for his forgiveness and move on. Your whole mantra should be, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I was talking to some friends today and I was saying, you know, it's interesting. We can make works out of anything. It's like a gift that we have as human beings. We can make anything into works. Well, I've got to work. You know, what's my part? What do I got to do? When we rest, God works. When we're working, trying to, do what we need to do to get everything. Now, I'm not saying that we just become a Christian and we do nothing. I'm just saying that you can't work for righteousness. You have been given the righteousness of God and you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus right now, even if you've blown it today. God is so good that way and I'm so thankful that he is. The third step is, and this is an important one, Jesus rose to life. It wasn't enough that he shed his blood and died and suffered all the shame and all the disappointment, the terrors of hell. He suffered all those things. Wasn't enough. He also had to be raised. And I've often wondered, well, why, why did he need to be raised? I mean, couldn't he just kind of like, you know, he did the sacrifice part. Why did he need to be raised? Because if he wasn't raised, you wouldn't be raised. Jesus was raised to new life. Listen to this in Romans 6, 4 in the Amplified. We were buried therefore with him by the baptism into his death. So just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, so we too might habitually live and behave in newness of life. When Jesus rose from death to life, we rose to newness of life with him. See, our position, and I'm hoping through this last part, I can get you to understand your position as a believer is you've been raised with Christ, raised up, and we'll see this in a minute, the word raised, raised up to this newness of life. And you're living in this place where everything that God has is at your disposal. His authority is for you, for you to use. His healing is for you to consume. His power has been given to you to do anything and give you anything that you might need to live this life in Christ Jesus. We've been given the ability to continuously live like our Savior. Second Corinthians 4.14 says this, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. That word raise up actually means restore, heal, get up. Now, I know we've heard this before. If I'm not up, I'm getting up. If I'm not up, I'm getting up, right? I mean, we're we're not gonna be those type of people that we're just down, down, down. But let me say this. Make sure that everybody understands this. It's important when you're struggling to have those special people that you can confide in without fear of being judged or condemned to share with them, this is where I'm struggling so that you can arm to arm with them and get back up. Because when Jesus was raised to new life, you and I were raised to new life. And we were raised to get up when we've fallen. If you're feeling like, man, I'm going through a time in my life where it just seems like every day is down. I have good news for you. When Jesus was raised up, you were raised up. And that raised up means that we've been been raised with Jesus to full restoration of our whole being. So I want to encourage you to see yourself differently. Don't see yourself as the person who always messes up. Or don't see yourself as that person who just can't seem to get past or get by this addiction or, or my anger problem or whatever it is. See yourself as the person who Jesus says you are. And that says that you've been raised up and you've been caused to sit in heavenly places with Jesus. Let me read this in 2 Corinthians 4, 14. Hang on one second. knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. I'm sorry, let me go to the next scripture. And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. That word power means ability to perform an activity, power, mighty deed, listen to this, miracle, supernatural power. You and I have been given supernatural power. And when Jesus was raised to life and seated at the Father's right hand, you and I were raised to life and seated at the Father's right hand with him. Ephesians 2, 5 and 6 says this, Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, By grace, you've been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He was raised and seated so that we could be raised and seated to new life and be blessed. This means we have the same authority, the rights and privileges, just like the king, here and now on the earth. So in the future, what I want you guys to see is I want you to see yourself seated with Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Boy, some of you are really cringing. Some of you are going, oh my gosh, I can't see myself that way. That's, that's only where Jesus is. No, according to what the scripture just said right here, you and I have been seated with Jesus. Now, if Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, we've been seated with him, which means we have the same authority, the same supernatural power living on the inside of us as Jesus did when he walked in the earth. That is not blasphemous, it's scripture. We need to see ourselves as believers, we need to see ourselves in this place, free from sin, raised up and seated with the father at the right hand. So Jesus shed his blood, he died But more importantly, he was raised to new life. And you and I have a supernatural advantage in this life over all the world because we have literally the Holy Spirit living resident on the inside of us, ready to meet every need, ready to touch lives, ready to uh, pray for the sick and watch them be healed, ready to have creative ideas that God gives us supernaturally. You and I need to see ourselves completely different than we see ourselves. See ourselves as these believers that are seated with Christ Jesus. Amen. Do me a favor. Let's just, let's pray together real quick because if there's someone here or maybe you're watching by Facebook Live and you, you, haven't, um, you haven't asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life, I want to just take a moment right now and pray for you. And we're going to pray a prayer together and pray this uh, from our hearts and mean it so that everybody else around us can pray. If you've never given Jesus Christ your heart and your life, man, I want you to know that he loves you. He wants you to experience him. He wants you to know that it's a real relationship. It's not some like fake religious thing. He's real the Holy Spirit who abides on the inside of us, literally God inside of us is real. And if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, we're gonna pray here in a second. And if you've um, seemingly kind of just been over here and not really walking with God, but you've asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, I want you to know that you can pray this prayer as well. And as you pray this prayer, brand new start, fresh start with God. And that's really more for you. That's more for you. So if you, if you feel like you want to pray that prayer in any level, we're going to pray this all together. And you pray this with us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you now. By the blood of Jesus and by his death, I have been redeemed. Father, take my life, take my heart, and use me for your kingdom and make me a light in the darkness right here on earth for all to see. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, if you prayed that for the first time or you prayed that to rededicate your life, I believe that your life is gonna be radically different because God wants you to experience his His person. He wants you to experience his love, his grace, his mercy. Oh, and the most wonderful gift of all that he gives us, peace. He wants us to experience that for ourselves. So I really wanna encourage you just to go ahead and make make the, uh, the effort in your day to open up the word of God and read the word of God. Start out in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And if maybe maybe you're like, well, yeah, I've done that before, but I, I want to get my life back on track. Take time to just sit there for maybe five minutes and just say, Father, I'm going to be quiet so you can speak to my heart. And then just wait and be quiet. Well, how many times do I do that? Every day. Because I believe that in those times, God will speak or give you an impression in your heart of something he wants to say to you. Today can be a whole new day for you, a change of life, a change of kingdoms. I want to encourage you that God loves you with an everlasting love, with a fierce love. Our heavenly father loves us. I'm so thankful that he does. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much. I appreciate um, you guys coming out. Um, What we're going to do is we're going to um, let you be dismissed. Um, I'm sure Ronnie and and the gang will be out to make sure that you guys get out safely. Um, If you wanted to um, give and you weren't able to do so on the way in, the girls will have an offering box for you as you're on your way out. Uh, Feel free, but we want that to be something between you and God Uh, Just so you all know, we are still looking for a building Believe in God for that building Uh, So continue to believe with us We love you, Jen and I love you and appreciate you so much Uh, All the leadership, um, they made this whole week happen So I thank God for that We're going to be releasing some songs on Facebook and Instagram Really soon um, that we've recorded in studio and Well, not really even studio, but we recorded in our home Uh, and just songs that'll be encouraging to you. So continue to watch and we hope you're gonna come right back here next week. God bless you. Have a good one. We love you. Jesus is Lord. Amen.